Welcome to. Daddy. All right, welcome to Before the Kids Wake hey, hey, Up. What are you doing? I'm trying to do our intro. Do you want to help me? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, go ahead. Just so we got it ready. Welcome, welcome to Nicholas. We're trying to do our intro. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome, welcome to, to Before, Before the, the Kids, kids Wake, wake Up. up. Welcome to Before the Kids Wake Up. I'm Claude. And this is Renee. And uh, we're back early again at uh, 5 a.m. and <clears throat> trying to get another episode off. Babe, how you how you doing this morning? Um, I'm, I'm all right. You're slow to get up. Yeah, I was. I wake you up this morning. I, I hit the snooze like a couple of times. And at one point, even the dog kind of looked at me a little weird and then like cuddled back into like... Wait, which dog? Because I slept on the couch last night because I went to go, to go to bed and the the baby is sprawled out. You know, in the bed, and then the dogs are like surrounding her, and then you're curled up in a ball, and I'm like, it's not worth it. It's just not worth <laughs> it trying to get them off the bed and move her and have you wake up and mute. You know, the Donald Duck meme where Donald Duck wakes up and he gives the nasty look at someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you. So oh, yeah, like, it would have been even, me because I would have woke up. Yeah, I'm not even going to even deal with it. I'm just going to just sleep on the couch. Couch is nice and comfy. And uh, that's the reason being, though, is that Claude had recording until really late last night. So Olivia and I do a hideout in the bedroom um, because otherwise she wants to go hang out with the boys. And um, she like constantly comes and like tries to knock on the the studio door. And so, yeah. So it's half the time she doesn't even want to do anything. She just wants to just sit in here. Yeah. She's like, no, she's the nosy kid. Yeah. So but and, and they kind of. They ran really late last night. So the dogs, I hadn't put the dogs in their, their kennels for the night. And so we were all just kind of comfortable. And yeah, it was nice. And whatever. Uh, it's my life. I go to get in bed and, and there's creatures and children taking up my space. But it's okay. I only pay for it. Right. <laughs> um, so what else happened this week? What did it, happen this week? It kind of went like kind of crazy. It, it went really fast, I think, um, just because I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, hurricane, COVID, still out there. Schools, schools, updating. Yeah. Um, and throughout all of that, your daughter found time to destroy my iPad. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough one too. You're yeah. recording that day too, I think. Uh, was I recording that day? Yes. Oh yeah, that was Sunday, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. So I let Olivia and I um we we painted we painted our nails. And I well, I painted her nails and I was folding laundry. So um her nails are wet, so I sat her on the floor while I was sitting on the bed and folding laundry. So I mean she was right there. It's not like I wasn't paying attention to her. She was within, I don't know, three feet of me. Um, and she's watching her iPad and then I heard a sound and her say, oh no, mommy, it's broke. And I'm like, oh, thank you. At first I really did think that she just shut it off or something. And then she showed it to me and she goes, I sorry, mommy. It's okay. What do you think the sound was though? That's what you said that earlier that you thought that she just turned it off or the the power just done. What do you think the I mean, loud crash, like actual glass breaking? No, no, no. There was no glass breaking sound. It really wasn't. There was it was no more of just a, it, it didn't sound like a Cheeto no, bag crunching. No, no, it just it sounded like a normal Olivia sound. Uh, you know, where she's like banging. It bothers me around. that you're thinking that like that the sound of her destroying a very expensive item is a normal Olivia sound. Well, I mean, she just destroys everything. So I mean, it's part of some of those. Basically, what happened is Olivia picked up one of Renee's five pound weights that she never uses, which begs the question: Why were they just hanging out? Um, 
And she decided to take the five pound weight and just drop it on the iPad. I don't think it was an accident. I think that the kid wanted to see just how. Well, I think how, she did it intentionally. Yeah, she wanted to see just how indestructible my iPad case was, and apparently, it's only good for for the backing of it because you can't drop five pounds of weight from you know however many feet. She up was sitting she was. down, so okay. it couldn't have been very high up. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I don't even. I wanted to be mad at her, but we have Apple Care. We have insurance on, and so I'm getting a replacement. But um, I, I didn't. I, I didn't know whether to be mad at the time or impressed that a four-year-old, 40 pounds, like it's, you know, five pounds, that's like a small, that's like a large position percentage of her body weight. She was able to pick it up and just, <laughs> I don't she's know. She's not four yet. Uh, I have a couple more days. We're not four, I said she's 40 pounds. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I, don't, I was thinking you were saying, yeah. Yeah, like 8% of her body weight, she was able to just pick the joker up and just... You know, so she's, uh, again, that kid's... She's, she is strong, though, because she tries to take on is. Nicholas and just never even bats an eye. Because Nicholas just laughs at her because she acts like she could take him. And Me- yeah. remember, at, remember at one years old, she like used to just pull herself out of the crib? Yes, yeah. It was insane. She would just be climbing out of the crib or... Uh, uh, it just feels, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. She's, she's, she's definitely stronger than your average uh, almost four-year-old. But yeah, she destroyed my iPad. That was yeah. my thing with and, her. This and then week. we've been planning for. So she does turn four next week. Monday. And, yeah, Monday. And so it's really hard with COVID. So obviously we, you know, can't have a party. Um, but we. So the zoo here in Tampa is doing reservations. So that way they uh, have very small groups. And somebody else um, that I'm friends with on Facebook, they had gone a couple weeks ago and said. Um, it was safe, real, real small groups. Like you're, you don't even come into contact with other groups. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take Olivia to the zoo with two of her cousins and, um, we're going to feed some giraffes. And my mother. Well, yeah. (laughs) So it's going to be a lot of fun for them. I'm sure they're going to enjoy themselves. Olivia's very excited about hanging out with her cousins. Yes. So, yeah, she yes. goes, my cousins, they're my friends, they're I'm just, my family. It's just funny how we kind of got out of it not having to do a birthday party for like the, the third year in a row. <laughs> well, yeah, but okay, so the first year we did do a pretty big party. We did. Um, and then I'm trying to remember what we did. I see, I don't remember. No, see, well, we haven't done anything. Oh, for her second year. birthday, we went to Disney. Oh, that's right, right? We went to Disney with Michelle. Yeah, Michelle with us, and then we just went to Disney, and then last year we just we were just here, it was just my mom. Oh, and that's right, and, right, yeah. yeah. To me, because they're so young to have such a big party, it's well, just, but we have been invited to like a lot of like kids her ages birthday parties from ages one to four, yeah, and five. And we just kind of it's kind of one of those things where more power to you. Like I'll come and enjoy <laughs> what you've set up. It's just a lot of effort that I just right. I can't. And like I said, we'll repay everybody when she's a little bit older. We'll have some nice big parties and everybody will be invited. It's just it's just so much dealing with the, the setting up and the kids and the like. Well, and, and Olivia likes to wall out. So I'd hate to have a whole bunch of people over and I don't know, her just wall out. Say that again. Wild out. Wild out. <laughs> we'll go. Oh, boy, boy. <laughs> don't make fun of me. Uh, but yeah, Olivia's, Olivia's turning the big, big 04. On Monday. I can't believe that we already have a, a, she's not a baby anymore. Yeah, we're excited. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I'm excited too. Yeah, I'm more for the zoo. 
Well, for yeah, and even for her birthday, I think it's going to be a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Some cake. She she requested vanilla cupcakes with rainbow, rainbow. ice cream and a rainbow dress. I don't know what it is with the rainbow lately. She's, I, you know what I think it is, is that at daycare, they are doing a lot of coloring and yeah. activities, and I think she just likes all of the colors. Okay. That's very good. Yeah. And that'll be fun. Um, yeah, fun. <laughs> so what else what else happened to you this week what's going on um no it's been actually this week has just been really like you said it, it's actually been kind of fast i've had a lot of volunteer work um it's been taking up a lot of time this week along with just my regular work um but i think i finally i've chilled out just a little bit yeah compared to what i've been compared to what you normally go through yeah which is a lot yes yeah yes. and and it's so you know we're we're mostly parents on this show i think are people who have kids that actually listen to us i mean we're for everybody though uh, we're not just for people who, who are married or have kids i just want to put that out there but um how do you handle all the stress you, uh, you know how do you well. no not very well <laughs> Um, so some days are a lot better than others. Um, I so I have really bad anxiety. Um, and I didn't I didn't start with being anxious until uh, a lot later in life. Um, I actually remember the first time I ever even had an extreme panic panic attack. I can tell you exactly where I was at and what I was doing. I was in a work meeting and it was right after um, I found out my ex husband had lost his job. Um, and from there on, I just I've always I've I feel like I've struggled. So. Um, yeah, so I've always had different ways. Um, it took me a really long time to recognize it. And, um, you know, at first I was on medication. I came off of medication and um, I've just I've done so much research on trying to balance it. So uh, exercise is key. So through COVID has been really hard because um, I'll call out a joke that I don't go to the gym every day because I didn't even back then. But um, but I would still go a couple times a week and I would do my um, my body flow classes, which is Pilates and yoga and Tai Chi all together. And um, it really, really helps to calm me down, to relax me and just to even have me time. Um, it's, you know, one hour that I'm I'm kind of relaxing and then just concentrating on not drinking too much coffee because coffee really gets me. <laughs> gets me going um and eating correctly so when i become anxious i almost spiral um i i don't eat right i drink too much coffee then i don't sleep and then i become in this um like this roundabout that i just can't seem to get out of i used to have migraines and stuff too, yeah right? and then my well I, I have migraines the older i've gotten uh, god help me um my migraines have come back in full force so um, I used to, when I was younger, and when I say younger, I was in first grade when I started having migraines, um, and I would just cry and mock myself in my room, um, and it was so bad. My mom, you know, took me to the pediatrician. I had my first MRI back then, um, or MRI CAT scan of my head, and, uh, you know, that's when I was diagnosed with migraines, but then they went away up until I had Olivia. <laughs> it does not surprise me that Olivia brought back your mm -hmm. migraines. Um but going back to the anxiety piece, like what what is like for you? Because I, I also I don't I, I guess I can say I suffer from anxiety as well, but not not to the the level of which you do. Like it's almost pathological for you. Um, 
you can't control it. I tend to be able to do breathing exercises. Um, you know, I don't, I don't typically tend to need medication. I, I've learned to develop ways over, over time that, Hey, this is something that's triggering me. This is something that, you know, I'm, I can recognize when I'm getting to that point and, and what I can, and little things that I can do to kind of snap myself out of it. Um, but what, what, what gets you to that point? Like, what are the things that I wish I knew? Um, so sometimes I can, um, sometimes I recommend being on it. time. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, being on that's time. One I of get, them. Yes. And, and, you know, and so some things I can, like you said, snap yourself out of it. Um, and I, I've gone actually, and I've done therapy, um, as well, even to try to help me to recognize, um, some of the things, but then life gets in the way. And so, you know, I was only able to do that for even a short period of time because I just, don't have any extra time. Um, but just recognizing when I'm having those triggers. And the crazy thing about anxiety for me anyway is, is that I can recognize it. And I can say, okay, um, you know, so what? I'm only five minutes early instead of 30 minutes early because that is one of my... Two hours. Yeah, it's crazy how early I like to be or I, I really do get anxious. Um, but so I can talk myself out of that uh, mentally, but physically i'm my heart is racing my palms are sweating and um i can't talk my my body out of having a lot of those those reactions most of the time i i I can slow it down um but sometimes it takes a little bit and but i i wish i i knew because sometimes it's for no reason sometimes i can be in the middle of my work day and all of a sudden my heart's just racing for no reason and i could be having a good work day no stress nothing crazy's come up um uh, but my mind will just start racing like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this and I've got to do that. And um, I forgot to do this. And oh, my goodness, I need to go back because maybe I didn't, you know, dot my I and cross my T of what I was doing work earlier in the day. So um, it really can get the best of me. Um, now, if I, I I've done really well, though, and mostly research, um, like I said, I've gone, you know, I've talked to somebody to try to recognize some of them. Um, and book after book after book of trying to read different ways to relax. And um, so if I eat right and if I do my exercise and I sleep, I can I can maintain it. Um, but Claude and I were talking the other day because I've done a really good job. You know, I haven't been on medication since I've had Olivia. Um, and actually, even um, as, as I think back, I wasn't even on medication when I had Olivia. I was on, only on migraine stuff. Um but uh, it's been too it, with everything going on. There's so much uncertainty. Um, it's almost been impossible. I would say control. that's definitely one of your triggers is uncertainty, not being able to plan. And I try to explain to you that you can make a plan and God, what is it? God, uh, you make a plan. If you want to make God laugh, make a plan or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And that's just something that you can't. Whereas making a plan or, or an outline to how the things that you want to do or you want your life is fine, but you can't necessarily follow it to a T because you because there's like you're the type of person that you literally want your plan to be followed to the minute, to yeah. the second sometimes, and it's not always feasible. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's not something that you can necessarily control. You right. know, it's not it's not necessarily something that you can be like even recognize in the moment that you're actually dealing with it. Well, but I have gotten better about recognizing it. And I think that compared to what I used to be, I think I can recognize it about 90% of the time. Um, and we used to get into fights over time. Like that was like something that oh, you would like. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I, it, did, it just didn't make sense. You know, it, it doesn't like it, it doesn't equate. It's not logical. I know that, you know, we're, I can literally sit down and go, 
All right. Well, Google Maps says that we're 15 minutes away. All right. We have an hour now. Okay. So Google Maps says we have 15, we're 15 minutes away. If we leave in another 15 minutes, that's going to give us an extra 15 minutes to get there. And they like, no, that's not enough time. What if there's traffic? Well, the 15 minutes is actually, the Google Maps is already accounting for the traffic. So I'm adding another 15 minutes onto it. So I know we'll be there on time. And it's just kind of one of those things that you can't really help it. And I, and I did, it took me a while to understand that it's not something that you're intentionally doing. Because yeah. even when even when I would push the limits and make us be a little bit later and not go so early and, and we would get there on time and there would be nothing would happen, you would still literally be in this mood like I can't like like to go through that. Oh yeah, I can't let it go. Right. I I, I literally am just I, I'm just it, it's crazy. I I my body just is like going through all kinds of craziness. Right. And what so when I worked in the office um, before we moved to Tampa, I had a 45 minute commute. I got to work one hour every day before my shift started because I was so afraid of um, hitting an accident or traffic or something and being late. And I'm not going to lie, though. There were a couple times that if I hadn't left an hour early, I wouldn't have made it to work on time. Um, those were still few and far between. But um, but still, I I just I don't like being late. It's just a very it's a pet peeve of mine and it just gets my anxiety Um well, that's like what, where you were taking Olivia to my mom's on what is it Saturday, and you were going to puppy training classes. Oh yeah, and I and you I, you asked me you go where how, where is this in relation to your mom's, and I'm like that's literally only 20 minutes away. And you left much earlier than you needed to, and you ended up getting there what 30 minutes earlier and just no, kind of sitting there. I, it was like 40 minutes early, right. and so and then I I texted Claude. I said, man, I'm just as anxious of getting here so early because right. where our training is, it's very obvious that I'm the only one there because right. it's at a like a pet resort and um and then i felt like a creeper just sitting outside of this you know building we waiting so you're so you're anxious if you're running if you're not really running late but you're thinking that you're running late and you're anxious if you're actually early yeah wow yeah it's uh it's it's yeah but but it's you know as claude says um and so and i've learned actually a lot from claude in a um because claude makes me talk when i don't some don't get me wrong when claude sometimes tries to make me talk and i am at my height of my anxiety, I, I just can't always do it. And, and that can cause sometimes arguments um, because, of course, I'm saying I can't talk. And Claude's asking, well, what's wrong? And I can't tell him what's wrong because really there's nothing wrong. Nothing logical is wrong with me. Um, but I, I feel like the world's crashing down on me. And um, so it's very hard to communicate. And I feel as if it took us a couple years of our relationship before I could before he understood and then before I got to the point where I understood when he's asking me he's not attacking me he's truly trying to figure it out problem with Claude is Claude's a logical person so if I say to him well I'm upset because we're late Claude will say but we're not late and then I have to explain but yes but we are late by my time because we're not 30 minutes early so and then my anxiety continues because now I'm having to explain it and I know it doesn't sound logical but to me, well, and that's the thing about is. anxiety. Anxiety, you're basically devoid of logic at that point because yeah, it's the, not. The, there's no reason. It, the best thing that you can do for it is to let you go through uh, the motions. Well, I have to talk myself down from it, and if I don't have some quiet time sometimes to talk my leg, I have to go through. Does this make sense? What is it hurting? Am I okay? Take a deep breath. Take another deep breath, and then you know to to kind of work through it. And, you know, it's interesting because, well, as Claude said, one of my biggest thing is um, planning because I am planning. I think I talked about it last episode. I have sticky 
notes everywhere. I have journals. I have things where you, you know, remind me of things that I have already reminded you of to remind you of. Like you remind like it's just that that sounds crazy, but you will remind me of things that I brought up that I've planned that I'm doing. You reminding me of yeah, that because, I read because it you're on my afraid list. that I'm not going to. And I'm just like I, I've I've got it. Like you don't have to remind me of these things. You know, like, it, like hello, I'm Claude. I have done this a hundred times before. You know, but, but I have a calendar that I keep I keep with me. Um, you know, fits in my purse, and I have a list of my things to do that day, and I check them off every day. And because of that, then if they don't get done, I move them to the next day. And a lot of times, that's just how I feel accomplished. And and that's what it is too. Like that's another thing. Like you don't you don't. So it's time, but it's also you don't like not being productive like a lack of production for you is also oh that's horrible right yeah i feel this is why we can't like so even on vacations we can't we, we're not able to go on a vacation and just do nothing or, or chill you yeah, have a hard time relaxing right i feel as if i need to be doing something and so but you know as one of the ways even claude has helped me has been even through you know not to make it like a completely religious you know um topic but has been religion and um i've always had faith i've always believed in god um but claude has really kind of shown me um more that i and helped me to understand in ways that i I had never done before. I would go to church with my aunt on occasion, but I never went to church regularly where Claude was brought up in the church twice, three times a week. Four or um, You know, his mom is a really good go-to and, you know, we have, when when well, when I have questions and then, you know, he takes them to his Even mom. Even if you and, just take the textual things in the Bible when it comes to patience and anxiety, you know, it, it, literally some of the things that are said really does it really does help you to realize that you know it's not it's not dire you know your situation is not something that um you know you're going to think about in five years you know it, there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of different things in there i wish i could recall them it's really hard right now at 5 a.m um and the coffee hasn't hit me but you're right like there's just Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, for me, so what, I had started listening to a lot of podcasts. Well, I go to church, um, you know, and I only joined the church that I go to just a couple since Olivia has been born. Um, and then I started listening to a lot of podcasts and just following and reading books um, on religion just because um, for me, it's very hard to read the Bible and always understand exactly what you know what it's referring to so i once again was seeking out information and um i can't remember where i had heard it about oh it was one of the podcasts that i listened to and um the pastor had recommended doing a workbook and so actually i did a workbook on um on the book of joshua and i think that that was the most helping thing um and i would definitely recommend it um for anybody especially dealing with anxiety um because it really kind of goes through um all the times that joshua had to completely trust god and not know the plan um and just it's and then you know it's through the workbook it kind of helps you set up like all the times that you were worried about what was going to happen and then when it like that what happened was even better than what you thought and so um to actually write those things out has been a good go-to because when i come into these uncertainties it's easy for me to recall and go oh yes but this is what happened to joshua and how many times have what I've prayed for, been worried about, actually never even been a worry because it's oh, yeah. always and that's out. and that that is really the key. I mean, as far as me combating my anxiety, I have to kind of I I take a step back and I really look at you know why am I upset? Why am I frustrated? Is is this really something that um, matters? You know, it may matter to me, but does it really matter in the lump sum of things? 
Um, you know, is this something that I am conceptualizing? You know, am I creating it or is it, is it my actual reality? You know, um, you know, and that's just the things that happens in certain situations. Like I don't really have a whole lot of specific triggers that chaos is one thing that I really, really hate. Oh yeah. Chaos really is bad for you. Um, and there's a lot here. <laughs> right. Right. Well, but I, but I've learned to really just, just literally go, this is my life. There's nothing I can do to change it at this moment. Uh, eventually, the kids will turn 18 and move out. <laughs> eventually, yeah, but the- I feel <laughs> I feel like it's just not chaos. Yours is when you can't find something. And even when the kids move out, I'll probably right. be the one that's moving things and you won't be able All to. All right. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so when you get anxious and start rage cleaning, it is kind of frustrating because I literally don't. So I've just learned to put my stuff in places. Like, I can't leave things out. Like, I can't leave them. I can't put, like, a simple... You know, if I wanted to leave my sunglasses just somewhere so I can get them again, I just know they have to go on the mantle on the way in the in the in the in the um in the hallway. I can't put them on the table because if you get the moment where you have to rage clean, you're gonna grab them and you're literally gonna throw them in a drawer or throw no, I them put somewhere. Them up on the thing, oh, 90% now, of the time, ninety percent yeah. of the time now. But I mean, like little objects, screwdriver, like there's just little things that have to go in their place because Renee does not put things back in their place. Period. They end up in the inner Sometimes drawer. Sometimes I just forget where they go, so I make up my own place. Right, and and you say that it's because of skeet skeet does the the my dad the yeah he does the uh the the pickup where you just you take it off the counter if it's thrown <laughs> yeah. in the drawer. I refuse to believe that because I've been in his shed before. I've seen all his tools organized, <laughs> all his nails organized, and I really feel like that's just something that you don't blame that on him because I think that that's just something that you do. You just take- well, no, he just so when we were younger, we had to clean. Um, things were not allowed to be on. Uh, surfaces he liked a very clean surface and so you would clean it away is what we call it clean it away that's just because we growing up in my house we had one junk drawer just one. I feel and, like we only and, had one junk drawer. To this up day, too, my mother still just has one junk drawer. I feel like we have a junk house. Like we <laughs> we have multiple junk drawers. We have a junk closet. I feel like no, we just have a junk. No, we have a drunk uh, the chest, the little couple, the little chest that you just kind of throw things in. Uh, <laughs> but we have different organized junk that goes in each of those. It's like my my crafting cricket stuff. You know, the hall closet has all of Olivia's stuff, um, like drawing and uh, that kind of stuff, and then our games, school and, supplies, games. Yeah, so so it is kind of. I guess you can consider it kind of junk, but it's it's organized junk. No. No, no. Like I said, one day I swear. Like, but but I've but again again going back. That kind of has helped me with my anxiety because I don't like chaos. It's kind of at the point at the end of the day, the sun still rises, the sun still sets, the moon still comes up, it still rains, wind's still there. We still have air breathing in our lungs, and it doesn't really matter that Olivia's paint set is just kind of thrown in our hall closet with Christmas decorations <laughs> and uh, games and a broken a broken uh, vacuum cleaner. Uh, you know, <laughs> my vacuum cleaner broke this week, and it's been very. No, sad. stop that! The vacuum cleaner did not break this week. The vacuum well, cleaner broke a long time ago. Right, but it's now to the point where I can't use it broken, and yeah. I'm gonna have to buy a new one, and it makes me sad. So our house is all tile floor, and so it's easier. You know, you get one of the vacuums with the I don't know what do you call it with that like a handle, so you can you know. See, this you can is my anxiety up. right here. Go ahead. And um, it's it's my favorite. I think this is the second or third one of this kind that we. No, this is only the first. Well, since you and I have been together, though, because I had another <laughs> so you one. You had another one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so my last 
two houses actually have both been hardwood or tile floor. And so it's a lot easier than a broom, you know, to, to do this. And um, yeah, so it's it's broken. It Mind you all, we have a very expensive iRobot uh, vacuum cleaner that somehow got broken or destroyed. It's not broken. I have to buy new, um, yes. you know, the little turn things that uh-huh. suck the stuff up. Exactly. And his name is Bob. This is chaos. Bob is our robot um, that, that does vacuum, but uh-huh. he doesn't get into the corners all that well. Yes, but Renee had to have it. I did. Oh, why did I get it? Do you remember why I got it? Because you were pregnant and you didn't want to have to bend over. No, it wasn't that I didn't want to. What happened? Do you not remember what happened? You got stuck in the middle of the floor trying to, yeah. Right. So when I was pregnant with Olivia, I, um, she, she would put press on a nerve in my back. And so uh, Claude would yell at me because I'm like, I don't know, eight months pregnant. And I'm sweeping floors. And, and moving couches and, and lifting yeah, chairs. Yeah, you know, you go through that, that stage Mind you, she's a high, not a high-risk pregnancy, but kind of. Um, well, no, I just, well, at the beginning I was sick and yeah. miserable, but so I'm like cleaning and, um, I just barely bend over just a little bit. Cause you know, you got to scoop down to, to sweep the, the, the dust into the dustpan and I got stuck because the pain was so bad that I knew I couldn't step cause I was afraid I was going to fall. Um, and so I was just stuck in the middle of the floor yelling for Claude. Claude had to come get me and help me out of the middle of the floor and of course, then he's like, well, I told you to stop sweeping, but it needed to be swept. So I bought a Bob. So that way I could sit on the couch and use a controller. And four years later, Bob. And it's so funny because we talk about four years later. Bob wasn't being used at all for like a year or like a yeah. year and a half, maybe almost two years because it would get stuck under our, under our couch. So we couldn't actually just let it go and walk away because we'd come back and it's like stuck on a rug or stuck. You know, it's a novel idea to get a robot vacuum cleaner, but it really does suck. Like it's well, like, with our new. New furniture, though, the reason why we're using it again is because our new furniture sits low enough to the ground that it doesn't get I would stuck. have literally told you, though, that what we spent on that Bob, you probably could have hired a, um, uh, a cleaning service. Yeah, it's all right. I like watching Bob go. And you don't want somebody in our house judging. judging yeah, us. I would. That would see that would make me anxious too. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, it's just pure anxiety. But well, and well, I want to say so. I bring up the. I thought that anxiety was a really good topic for today because I feel as if a lot of not even just couples, but a lot of people suffer from anxiety. And I think for me, it was very, very hard for me to talk about my anxiety for a really long time because I felt weak. Um, This is a weakness of mine and I don't want people to see me as being weak. Um, And most people, if you meet me, you would have no idea I have anxiety. I, I do really well of hiding it. I can go into a work meeting or I can, you know, go in front of people and look very normal, even though in the inside I feel as if I'm kind of crumbling. I've just I've done a really good job of being able to hide it. Um, And I think sometimes people kind of suffer in silence rather than seeking help. Um, And and, uh, as I was saying, you know, I haven't been on medication for a really long time. And through all this pandemic, I finally got to the point I wasn't sleeping. Um, I was up and down. I was upset for no reason. And um, just uh, it was really starting to take a toll on me. My chest was hurting even every day. So um, I ended up having to go and make a doctor's appointment and um, just to ask for some additional help. And and that's okay. And I think it took me a really long time to get there. And so with this pandemic going on with the unknowns of our children with the unknowns of our jobs um i'm sure more people than ever are suffering from this and so i just encourage you know while it's hard because for me to sit in front of a doctor and tell them that i'm having chest pains i that makes me anxious just having that conversation with my doctor made me anxious um the first time i went to therapy thinking somebody was judging me that made me anxious so 
Um, I just encourage anybody that's having any of those to just try to take a deep breath because it's very difficult, but it does get better. And if you have a friend or if you have a significant other or a spouse, um, when you're not going through one of your anxious episodes, like having those honest conversations of this is what I'm going through and this is why I can't talk to you or this is why I'm snapping at you and um, making a plan of how you want them to deal with it. I, I definitely think communication is key a lot of times because if you – to someone who doesn't suffer with anxiety at all, somebody who doesn't really have any experience with it themselves, it could seem as somebody's just being irrational for yes. no apparent reason. They seem crazy. They seem crazy. Uh, and Well, and I hate to use the term crazy, but – No, s- but people will call you – people have called me crazy. Right. I've probably called you crazy. Probably. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that that's, that's why it's, it's key. It's important that you communicate and you effectively communicate with a person that's not uh, suffering from anxiety. And then, God, if, if you're both suffering from anxiety, it's even more important that you understand what each other's triggers are. In me and Renee's case, it's kind of impossible. It really is kind of impossible because, like I said, chaos, our home is chaos. Time. Unfortunately, there's going to be issues where we can't always make it to things on time. It's just not possible. We have two kids. We have an active lifestyle. We're not as active now, but it will get back up and going again. And it's going to be something that we're going to have to deal with. So it's important that you communicate with one another and you understand, you know, the reasons behind and how to move forward with it. Because it could be it could be relationship destroyers. Oh yeah, you know e- easily, and it probably it probably has destroyed a lot of people's relationships. And a lot of times, it's just something like you said, Renee. You suffer in silence sometimes, mm-hmm. and a lot of people just don't know or they don't want to share. They're afraid of being judged, mm-hmm. and uh, you know because we have this stigma around mental health right now, where you know, or you're crazy. You yeah. know, uh, I did want to bring something up because we talked, we did talk, we I did have a recording session last night with the Port Podcast, um, Steve Cash and Mike Lake, uh, with Shift Division Media. And one of the topics that we talked about was, you know, the rapper Logic. Mm-hmm. Um, he suffers from anxiety, depression, and there's just something going on right now where uh, a rap commentator, uh, media uh, individual, uh, Joe Budden, former rapper himself, he doesn't necessarily have a beef with him, uh, but Logic is someone who has openly admitted that he suffers from anxiety, depression. Uh, he has mental health issues and, um, Joe is someone that basically says, well, I don't like your rap. I don't like your music. And I guess, um, logic came out recently in an interview and basically said, you know, his assessment of me has triggered my depression and anxiety. And sometimes maybe want to kill myself. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, and so we were just kind of having a discussion about that because you said that, like, you suffer in silence typically, and it's not something that you're really open and out there about. But, like, how do you feel about that? Because one of the things that we were trying to understand for someone like that that's in the limelight, what purpose does it serve to kind of put it out there like that? Is it more to say, hey, this is how I feel, you hurt me, feel bad about it? Or what do you think he's trying to get at with that? I don't know. Do you think maybe, though, he's just trying to put it out there so other people understand what yeah. he's going through? Right. Yes. And if you understand, he's also the one that put out, I bet he, one of his one of his song tracks was about suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does put things out there like that, um, you know, and that, that is one thing to his credit that a lot of his fans will uh, praise him for is that he has brought that type of thing, like anxiety, depression, things to the forefront um, for younger. I shouldn't say younger people because he's actually our age. He's 30 um, to people in general. And, you know, and, and I just 
Because it's very easy for anxiety to bring you to a point of depression because for me even, sometimes my anxiety is not... I'm not up to par, you know, I'm not, I'm not as good. And, and, and Claude and I, I, most, there are very few people that I'm very close with that really know all of my ins and outs. I'm like that, but I'm very hard on myself. Um, there can be a mistake that's not even my mistake that I feel responsible for. And it can keep me up at night. I will blame myself. I will rehash every situation um, and how I could have avoided it. Um, and I almost become obsessed with it, um, because I'm just, I'm, I'm very, very hard on myself. And that can actually almost lead to me talking down to myself and then being depressed about that situation. So anxiety has this way sometimes of easily, you know, bringing you down. And like I said, it's, and that's where sometimes it's almost like the, um, the hamster on the wheel Mm -hmm. and you can't get off. And that's why, well, like I said, you know, recently going to the doctor because I'm like, I need to get off. I can't. It's it's physically hurting me every day for no reason. Um, and so I wonder, though, if maybe he wants other people to know right. what he's going through to understand because maybe he is snapping um, or maybe people are catching him doing different odd things. And maybe that was his well, way. And I think for him, for him, and it's one thing that I think, I think we came to that conclusion and he's the type of person that wants to be liked or doesn't want to be. I don't want to say don't want to be wrong, but like you said, you don't. You take criticism, mm-hmm. but you don't always take it well. And and if it, and there are some times when criticism does trigger anxiety, and and it's not, and it's and again we go back. It's ironic that that rapper's name is Logic when <laughs> uh, anxiety is illogical. And a lot of times it is a situation where something can be said to you, and you you don't focus on the ninety nine accolades and comments and things that you have and then you literally only focus on the one thing because that one thing triggers something inside of you that that makes you feel inadequate that makes you feel sad or upset and, and i think w- w- along with anxiety is also um uh, self-criticism yes like you said so getting someone saying that you're not good enough it only validates you telling yourself you're not good enough Mm-hmm. And that kind of triggers that triggers that that emotional that psychological response that um, you know a lot of people don't really understand because again it's an illogical thought pattern mm-hmm. um, and I, that again that's not something that I, I that is not an aspect that I have ever dealt with but I know that's something that you yourself can attest to yeah. and, and maybe in that situation that's just how that is it's not. It's easy for us to kind of say, oh, he's just being a big baby, you know, grow up, you know, um, because but the, the problem with this is that is that his response to that is actually how a lot of young people, older people, people in general are responding. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of people that are killing themselves over bully. Yeah. You know, so it is something that is very serious. Uh, it is something that, you know, we can make light of we can joke about. But at the end of the day people have that illogical response because of their anxieties. And it is, it's just kind of something that. Well, and it's important. I, I think too, and it's easy as somebody who has anxiety to push everybody away. And, and I think that's even why my group of very close friends is extremely small. Um, and then, you know, when you have a extremely small group of friends that you've trusted, and then even one of them drops out, it, it hits hard. And, it, it, I don't know. It just it hits really, really hard because I don't trust very many people. And so then if I trust you and then you turn around and you completely slap me in my face, I I struggle with that. Um, so, yeah, so it's 
it's it's just really really hard and and you know so I, and i think having anxiety you need a big group of people to support you but mm-hmm. it's hard to let a big group of people in to support you right it, so it's it's such a challenge it, it really really is um but but yeah i just i don't know it's it's a really i i feel though as if you and i've come a long way and i think that the one thing that has allowed us to continue is is that we're always learning we're always looking for new resources new ways to handle it and to manage it and it hasn't controlled our relationship i think that had we both just been like well i'm this way and i'm this way and you're gonna have to deal with it and you tell me that i have to deal with it i i think that we would have been at a checkmate a long time ago um, I think that both of us, though, constantly working through it together and recognizing new things, I think we've gotten a lot better. Even my time thing is a lot better than what it used to, to be. To be fair, we don't go anywhere. <laughs> Only in the last couple of months. <laughs> to be fair, for almost It wasn't that long ago when we left, though. And remember when the... Um, the gas was on E with like Oh my five god, you're such go. a big baby about the gas. Like like I I'm not one of those uh, people that's like I, can still I feel know my it. vehicle. No, it's literally when the thing says you have X amount of miles left to go and I'm if, if the thing says you have thirty seven miles to it empty, said zero. Oh well that <laughs> you know you know why? That's because I always fill up your tank and I always forget to fill up my mm-hmm. tank. But um normally it says how many miles you have to go and we literally live less than a mile less than uh uh you know a quarter of a mile from a gas station on either side now one of them very rarely sells gas but i don't really know exactly what they're doing what they do you know they sell tacos yeah it's weird they sell lots of tacos but they don't they frequently i think i held my breath almost the entire way to the gas station because in my mind as it's on zero and we're driving i'm like if i yell at him and we don't run out of gas, then I've been irrational. But if we go and we run out of gas, all I could think of was I am not pushing and I'm going to have to walk clear back to the house. And it wasn't that long. It's not that I'm far away. I'm pretty sure you were getting tested. But it was tested. so I'm pretty ho- sure oh, I you was. did yell. I was. I just kept telling you not to talk to me. Right. I'm like, just don't talk to me. Just get to the gas and station. And then when we got to the gas station, I, I was very... <laughs> then he was. Ju- then was, he's speaking at me. He's like, like, so... We're here. <laughs> You feel better? Uh, nothing happened. And then you're like, can we reset? Let's just reset the day. I'm like, I don't know if I can when reset. When it does come to anxiety and depression, and all the, not, I, I won't necessarily delve into depression, but we'll just stick to anxiety. Resetting your circumstances, your the, the uh, thing that's going on in that time, a, a, a hard reset is probably sometimes the best way to go. And, you know, it does help me. I, I can say that. And that's something that Claude came up with, you know, just randomly. He's like, can we just reset? And because though so I get so dug in and then I feel like he is so dug in that I now, even though I know I was not rational and what I did was not logical, I can't back down because I feel as if then I have to admit that I was irrational. And so it becomes this really weird game, right? We're both standing. So it is nice when Claude will say, all right, let's take a deep breath. Let's do a hard reset. Let's forget right, it all. A hard reset is, not, is nice because you're not admitting that you're wrong. Right, right. Uh, we can just stop it and we can move on. clean slate, you know. And then, you know, again. like now, weeks later, then we can kind of laugh about it and go, right. okay, this is what went wrong and it's all right. Um, and we did because we went. On, I can't remember what we were doing that day, but I think it, it was one of the few moments that we actually decided to venture out and go. Somewhere. Well, we didn't have kids that day. I don't okay. know where they were, but it was just you and I. Don't say we didn't know where they were. They were probably well. I don't they remember. Were safe. They were somewhere safe, uh, but um, yeah, probably with one of our parents. But yeah, yeah, and, that, and <laughs> yes. So that's that's a funny situation. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. 
so I feel as if um, though we have to wrap up with talking about the the poll that we did. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, good point. I was I almost forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put a poll out there for everyone uh, regarding whether or not they were ready for their kids to go back to school. Um, and uh, about eighty percent of people were not ready for the kids to go back to school. Um, and I, and I, I think it's a lot more complicated than that because I don't think people are just saying, Hey, I want my kids to stay home. And I don't think people are just saying, Hey, I want my kids to go back to school. I think in general, I think a lot of people are kind of sick of this, uh, situation and they're ready for a resolution. Now, uh, one of the comment, a lot of the comments that I did see, um, was that everyone basically who wanted the kids to go back to school, wanted there to be some kind of concessions like some kind of um protocol in place to protect protect them and i think the people that didn't want them to go back to school was afraid that they weren't going to be able to do those things well so i watch so we live in hillsborough county and i watched the five hour oh my gosh it was five hours guys um a board meeting and um so and it really was interesting i'm glad i watched it because i have a better understanding as to hillsborough county and and i do have a lot of more faith actually in them they really are trying hard to accommodate the safety of children and taking into consideration the parents um because parents are in a really hard situation um there are some single parents that if their elementary school kids cannot go to school they cannot work And so then we're putting um, a huge part of our community because I I don't know what the numbers are, but I know a lot of single parents. Um, What are they supposed to do? Because then if they don't go to work, how are they going to pay their bills? And then what's the safety of their kids? So um, I can see both sides. Um, You know, Claude and I are in a unique situation. Thankfully, when this happened in the spring, we were both at home. And we were able to manage Olivia. I don't know if we could do that for a full school year, though, to be honest. One of us might have to go to part time or LA. I just don't know how we would be able to, to do You'd it. I'd have to put her up for so, adoption. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so what it was and, and how I understand it now, um, because I didn't then, is, is that the superintendent of Hillsborough County presented a plan. And back in July, the board voted on that plan um, and they could only, I guess, vote for or against it. So the plan that was presented was there were three options. They go to school, regular school. They um, do virtual school or they allow the kids to sign up for Hillsborough County permanent virtual school where they would go there all year. See, originally, I thought that there was a fourth option, which was 50 percent capacity. That apparently was not in the plan presented to the board. So they were only allowed to vote on those three options. So they voted to accept it. But then there was this hearing um, today because they also delayed the opening and or yesterday i'm sorry so um they had a lot of medical experts though testify all of them recommended the delaying of going back to school because they all said our community spread here in hillsborough and this was just hillsborough we're worried about um or they are obviously because that's the schools they're talking about um was too high um and for public schools your the amount of children in a classroom are huge and one thing i hadn't thought about is they said just the first day of school, the amount of spread in that first day there. I can't remember what the numbers were, but there's going to be a huge because a lot of them are asymptomatic. So if they come to school that first day, they're going to spread that right there could shut down a huge portion of the school. And they brought up something I hadn't thought about was then what happens? So you're saying kids need to go back so that the parents can go to work. So they send all the kids back. And within one week, they have to now shut down the school for 14 days. Right. So now you're leaving parents with the last minute cancellation of school. 
Um, so the school board, though, or people speaking at the school board meeting had said that um, if they didn't open up, that a lot of parents were going to choose to put their kids in a private school or those that can can afford it. So I don't think that that was a good argument as to why they should not open schools for the safety of the schools, because public and private schools are different. I mean, public schools have a lot bigger classrooms than private schools. Right. So, but I don't, there's no right or wrong answer to me. Um, When I watched both sides, each side made arguments and each argument was valid. Right. Um, They're in a very, I mean, and one of the board members said, you're asking seven of us to make a decision that our government is not Not making a decision on. So, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on us and please know we're, our first priority is the health of the children. But I do worry about, um at-risk children right children that are being abused that aren't getting fed you know right so um so we got we appreciate everybody actually participating in that poll we'll do more polls um we do really love getting everybody's input uh you can have renee and i sitting here gabbing about various different things for 45 minutes to an hour every friday but um, we like having everybody participate as well um and uh, so, yeah, no, that's I mean, that's really all I got. Renee. What else? What else you got? No, that's it. That's it. Please keep tuning in. Um, uh, you know, subscribe, like listen to us every week. We're yes. going to be dropping these weekly. If you like us, so obviously share it with your friends and family, as we always say. Uh, continue to listen every week. We do appreciate it. Again, we I think we ended up with 50 more um, likes on Facebook. Um, you know, again, uh, if you like it, please go over to Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. We're on everything now. Yay to us. If there's a topic you want us to, to talk about it, send us a message on our Facebook page. Let us know. You know, we can we'll, we'll, we can bring it into one of our podcasts. And then please listen because within the next couple episodes, we're going to do some giveaways. All right. Excellent. Uh, so once again, I'm Claude. And this is Renee. And this has been uh, Before the Kids Wake Up. Before the Kids Wake Up.